Hello, Miamians and listeners from around the world. Today we have a special guest for you guys, Commissioner Emeritus Wifredo Willigort. We will learn about how the Latin Chamber of Commerce of the USA, Camacol, started and how it plays an essential role in making what Miami is today. Learn about how Camacol facilitates trade between the U.S., Miami, and Latin America. We will also talk about the Hemispheric Congress coming up on November 10th, 2020. This event is a great place to connect with many chambers and businesses from across Latin America. Did you know when Commissioner Gore started getting involved in the community before public office, Miami's tallest building was the courthouse? That tells you something about how fast Miami has grown and continues to do so. Take a listen and learn from a true public servant that continues to contribute to Miami's future. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we discuss Miami's international relations. We will showcase Miami's international diplomatic and business landscape and get to know the innovative startups calling Miami home. Meet the people behind the organizations that contribute to Miami's commercial and cultural international growth. Commissioner, welcome on the show. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be uh, being with you once again. Uh, we've been doing a lot of benches together, so it's uh, welcome to be with you again. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I look forward to let our listeners know a little bit about you and all the cool things we've done. So why don't we start with a little bit about yourself. You're a commissioner. Well, you know, I've, I was first first elected as an old man. I was 53 years old. The first time I ever decided to run for office after being involved very much in the community. But being involved in the community and doing a lot of volunteer work and, and the different Remember, the, we're going back to the 59, 60, when a lot of things were happening in Miami. Uh, people didn't speak Spanish in here, so you had to take a translator anytime you wanted to do any uh, bureaucratic, uh, you had to go to any office to fill out papers and all that. You had to take an interpreter. And since I had studied here in the United States, my dad automatically told all his friends, hey, I'll take Willie with you. So I was the official interpreter for the community at the time. And there was a lot of need, especially the, the Cubans that were coming in, There was a lot of need for it. You need to realize in our countries, the parents and the grandparents, even if they're all, they're the head of the families. Mm. Once they come into the United States, unfortunately, we all had to work. We had to go to work and they stay alone in the apartment. So we had to create events for them. And that's when, uh, through the Camacol, we created the Comedores, uh, which is so famous today. But back in the uh, late 60s, 70s, there was not that much, so... That's just a, a beginning of some of the things we had to do. I did a lot of volunteer work. I was with the United Way, Greater Miami Chamber of Commerce, but I was one of the founding members of Camacor, which Camacor was very much needed. The reason being is he had all these professionals coming in, entrepreneur, that didn't have the uh, degree in here, didn't have the uh, funds to establish a business. So it was very difficult for them. And then at the same time, there was certain law And the one I like to give Alejandro is the, uh, we had to do a lot of lobbying. And I like to give this example, which is the uh, city of Miami, Southwest 37th Avenue, divides Cora Gables from the city of Miami. The first business that began in Miami was for the uh, Cuban Americans uh, with the uh, La Bodegas. Uh, that was the first thing that was established. So there was a law by the city of Miami, an antique law that says you could not sell liquor, in other words, beer or wine, on Sunday, 
But yet, Cora Gables, they allow you to do so. So what happens is people cross the street, buy the merchandise, the beers. And the weekend on Sunday, that's when people want to go to the beach and take the, uh, the beers and all the uh -huh. work. So what happens is uh, our people were losing business because they were going right across the street. So we had to go back to the commissioner and explain to them the impact, the economic impact. And they changed the law. So that's part of the thing we started doing with Kamakor way back. And this was, of course, before you became commissioner of the city. Oh, way before. And I'd recommend anybody who wants to run, I think it should be involved in the community. The reason being, when you get involved in the community and you do a lot of the work, you understand once you get elected the needs of the other people. Although you'd never be able to please everyone and uh, you've been experienced of you being uh, in government yourself, you can't please everybody. But you got to do what you think is best for the community as a whole. Through all that work, getting involved in lobbying, uh, not only here, but in Tallahassee, because we had to make some changes at state law so some of our professionals could take the exam, take a special course so they could continue their careers in here. And that helped a lot of individuals. And so that was very helpful. I decided to go for commission in the, for the first time in 1993 when a lot of, lot of individuals came to me. There was a vacancy because the person that was there at that time was running for mayor, and he decided to run. That was the first time I ever got elected. So and it was citywide. I got elected citywide, which was, uh, it was a good thing. The first time I liked it, first time I ran. Since then, I've had about 12 elections, so I have some practice. <laughs> so what, what inspired you to run in the first place? I think, that, and I keep saying, uh, you know how it is with the Hispanic families. My mom, oh, you cannot be a politician. You're not a politician. You no, know, you're a business person. You should be involved in politics. I says, mom, government is a business, big time business. People that know about business, people about numbers, people that know about laws should be involved. And this is what the United States, the difference is for many of our countries. So finally, uh, I decided to run after being uh, working in a lot of uh, boards within the city of Miami. I was founding member of the uh, Ports Authority. I was board of director and chairman of the Miami Parking System. I was chairman of the Miami Zoning and Planning Board way back. So that gave me enough experience when it came to time to, to run, to go ahead and run. And I made sure I had real good staff which is what my daddy always tell me, make sure you get, you get people with you that are smarter than you are. So we had some good stuff. Awesome. I've heard the same thing. Like a, a good CEO surrounds himself with people that know are experts in their field, right? So right. that's awesome. And, and I have to say, you, you have done a great job from what I've heard and from what I've seen and experienced. And uh, your constituency obviously um, really had a good appreciation for you and a lot of love for you. And... And when you left, it was a very emotional time for everyone, I think. It was very emotional for me. Oh, for very sure. emotional. I still get calls and I still help people. I be, I did it way before I was a commissioner. I did it for a long time. So it's, it continues to be so. And uh, anybody that can help, I'd be more than glad to help. Right now, I'm semi-retired, but in reality, uh, I'm not. Very active with Kamakol, with the Hemisphere of Congress which it takes about uh, 23 Chamber of Commerce, President of Chamber of Commerce from different country, and Latin American, and Spain is very active too. So that keeps me pretty busy. Plus I got my, I took the courses and I became a, mm -hmm. uh, a mediator 
but unfortunately right now the office is not working. That's awesome. But that's something else to do. I've been doing mediation all my life, so <laughs> it was natural for me to go into that. <laughs> you see, you see, you see, my friends, a true civil servant working and helping people even after public office. One of the things that I've known that that you had a passion for in the city was the international world, like pushing Miami out there, letting people know about Miami. That's a great place to live here and, and to work and to really do business. So what, what is some of the things you would say to people when you would tell them about Miami? Well, Miami is very unique. You know, I had people coming to me and saying, look, we had this product that we try in Texas, we try in the Hispanic community in the different places throughout the United States. It's not going to work. What do you mean it's not going to work? Miami is completely different. The Hispanic population in Miami is very diversified. You got people from all different countries. And there's different, although we speak the same language, there's certain things that they said, said a little different. And, and, and it's very important. The biggest thing that we started with Camacol was the Hemisphere Conference. They, they began back in 1977 by Luis Sabines and Capitan William Alexander. They began that, and the program was very simple. The program is called Sanchez, Sanchez to Smith. Sanchez from Latin America gets a whole Sanchez in the United States, and he introduced him to Smith. And what it was, we realized that it gives the opportunity for those countries, the Hispanic country, to come into the United States market by going to the Hispanic major population cities, New York, Miami, LA, Houston. And that's what makes it different. It gives an opportunity to small and medium-sized businesses to get in the large market of the United States. Because once the market gets into the Hispanics, we invite our friends to come over. They try our products. And also say, oh, this is very good. What do you buy this? Well, now they're all over the stores. Before, there used to be certain stores they were carrying those products from the different countries. Now you find those products all over. And what happened is that business exchange created terrific economic impact for both countries. Mm-hmm. Both countries benefit because it creates more jobs and where it comes to richer. But to export it here, they need to hire attorney, accounting, locations, people, and put people to work. So it works for, for both sides. And Miami is very natural. Miami was the shopping center for Latin America. And even I remember when I was a kid from Cuba, we would come when I was very small. I remember our family coming here to do shopping to Miami. It was the thing to do. So it was a natural for it. The whole world now is not only Hispanics. Now you got the uh, Chinese, you got Asian countries, you got India, you got uh, all of Europe interested in coming to Miami. Miami opens the door for Latin America. And the future, even now with the problem we're going through, Latin America is going to be very important for the production of food in the future. They have the fertile lands. They have they can grow just about anything there is. There's still a lot of things that can be done in Latin America. The Hemisphere Congress is going to take place in November 10th and 11th. It's going to be a two days. And what it is, is when we created the Sanchez Sanchez to Smith, we created the Hemisphere Congress. Well, we had, in the original years, people would come here and we will talk about the different laws that we needed to change so we can make the trade among our countries a lot easier and better. And then we started that way back. So 
the free trade agreement is something that originated from the common core. I, I can tell you that. And that works because we'll get together every time there was change in, in, in policies and in different countries. We try to talk to the to do the lobbyists. They would do it in their own country. We do it here in the United States to improve trade among our countries. The seminar this year is going to be very interesting. First of all, one of the things the Latin American they're discussing and all these meetings that we've been having, they wanted to see what they needed to do to attract investors. Instead of going to Asia and China, get new industry to come into Latin America. Uh, and the idea is, look, as an investment banking uh, for 27 years before, uh, well, I was a photographer, a teacher. I mean, that's another thing. I've been through a lot of profession. I learned that investors want security, both in, in, in the investment, but at the same time, incentives. Today, you have all the countries creating incentives. I saw one in Paraguay where the country created a, a big incentive to being a free trade zone, but the free trade zone was, was not for merchandise. It was for services. So you had a free trade people from all over the world who have the accounting, the financial, their marketing. In Uruguay, they created this uh, free trade zone, which employed about 3,000 people, mostly young people, because technology today is the name of the game. I mean, things are changing. We're seeing every day. Those people, their average salary is about $30,000 a year, which is pretty good for the country. So this is, they're creating an incentive where they can ensure the liability, they can ensure the, uh, the investment will be protected by the laws, and the finance will be also be protected by the different laws that they pass. So people were happy to invest about 15 to $20 million in creating the facility. And it's been very successful. So one of the things we're going to talk about is what can the countries offer different countries? So we got... Three uh, Ministry of Commerce from Paraguay, Mexico, and uh, also Bolivia. They're going to talk about what they do in the country to attract businesses. And maybe that's uh, the work that we've been doing. That's what Camaco has done, not only internationally, but locally we've done quite a bit. Like, you know, Latin Quarter, Cayoche is very famous today. That was created by Camaco. I was the chairperson of the Camaco uh, A Street Committee. The Latin Quarters, what is that? What it is today, the Cayocho, and the, all the festivals, all the events that take in place in Cayocho. Oh, you know, okay. people will hear about Little Havana. We were nicknamed Little Havana by a, a reporter from New York because all the Cubans concentrated in that area. <laughs> talking back in the 70s. So they created the Little Havana. So people would come in to Little Havana and says, well, this also looked like Little Havana. So we had to create the Latin Quarter Make some changes. Working with the uh, Camacol, the committee working with the uh, with the planning department of the city of Miami, we created certain zones between Southwest 12th Avenue to 17th Avenue was the first one. From Southwest 9th Street to Flagler, we created a Latin Quarter and we created certain corridors that buildings uh, had to be changed and look more like the Mediterranean architecture to make it look a little more like a like going to a little Havana. Got it. So that helped a lot, and we can see how successful it's been. Touching on Camacol a little bit more, Camacol is special in the way that it's a chamber of commerce that connects other chambers. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? 
Well, many where it is, it created, like I was telling before, it was created by necessity in 1965. Because we had all these people open up business, trying to create, uh, establish their career in here. And we were very much involved with uh, individuals. Then those little shops, uh, they became very major companies. Sedano, the old medical center, cancer facility, uh, Navarro, multinationals that began very small. And now they're multinationals. And that's what made Chemical so successful because we were able to help those people that started. I mean, you know those banana chips you eat now? They, they sell quite a bit. The banana chips at the stores. The guy that started the whole thing started at his home, fried it in his kitchen. They're delicious. Then after a while, he was brought out by the multinational because it became very successful. Today, you see them all over. So a lot of the small businesses that were established by that community, today, they're multinationals. We have quite a few of them. Those banana chips were my snack between commission meetings. <laughs> right. Okay. From the vending machine. <laughs> but it's things like that were, were created that way. It's, uh, and that's what Kamakola got very much involved and try to help the small businesses at the same time and help with the law so we can help the small businesses quite a bit. So how can people connect with Kamakola? Is it, is it, do they become a member? Do they reach out? We're open. We have open membership, but mainly what it is right now. We have also, we apply for a lot of programs that we do for the government. Like, you know, with the city of Miami, we used to do the, uh, the facade program, which is to help in small business improve the facade to improve the businesses. Right now, we are working very close with Korea Center. Korea Center is helping small and minor businesses to get improved and, and to get some loans to make sure they survive through this process. So you can go to Kamakol, C-A-M-A-C-O-L, www.kamakol, dot org great i'll definitely add that to the show notes as well so, so you can, you can become those. a member you can get all the programs that we're going to have uh in the uh like i said we have about four issues that we're going to discuss we're going to be discussing in the uh hemisphere congress the idea is to bring people in to do a business exchange we're going to be doing business exchange for two days and we're going to do all virtual the themes that we're going to talk about is open to the public. They can sign up and, and listen to it. Uh, like I said, there's different countries. One of the things we're going to talk about is the change in business today by using technology. I mean, today, the, I remember, uh, and I'm kind of old, but I'm not, I had that busy to the new things. I never thought I was going to deposit checks through the phone. I'm depositing checks. I'm making all my payments through the phone. It's great. I use the phone for just about everything. Sometimes even better than the computer itself. So that technology is taking place today. That technology is being used by industries. And we can see how things are changing. People are adapting to not even going to stores. Use the different instruments that exist to buy merchandise. I mean, all the Winn-Dixie, Serrano, Publix, they all have the facilities where you can buy it to the computer. And they'll deliver it to the house. And we have to adapt to that. And that's part of what Kamakoli is doing right now. Kamakoli has been helping quite a few individuals to come to, to agreement that they need to change some of the way they do business. And that's part of the part that, that we do. We have seminars uh, constantly uh, to inform of the, all the new changes that are taking place. So the small and medium-sized business can take advantage of it. People can sign up to the newsletter. I get them. I get the newsletter. Even in my personal email, I get the... 
the newsletters from Kamako, letting me know about all the cool things you guys are doing. So if you guys go to the website, you guys can sign up. If and, you go, uh, go to the website, you can sign up and get all that. And right now, because of the academic that we're going through, we have special, uh, you can become a member for very little, very reasonable. I'm very proud of Miami. Miami is today what we have done. The Hispanic community has made Miami where it is today. I know in a lot of places they don't realize it, but uh, it's a different world. We got some great people. We have part of the thing is a lot of the people that came here in exile were professionals, people that had careers, there was an education, and that kind of helps quite a bit. That's what happened. People come from the different countries. It's a diversity that comes with all sorts of backgrounds and education and experiences that contribute to to what Miami is. Right. And then people realize the importance of uh, make sure that the kids go to school to get an education. Like my daddy would tell me, look, if you don't want to go to college, you don't have to go to college. But whatever you want to do, if you want to correct the trash or you want to be a, a shoe shiner or whatever you want to be, make sure you're the best and you love it. When you love something, you'll never work. And this is something we, we, we try to do constantly with the Kamakol. You know, a lot of people don't realize when you go to the university, it's not easy to establish a business. I mean, when you go to university in the business courses, the first thing they tell you, in, all, in order to open a business and be successful, you got to make sure that you have a cash flow for a year, that you're not going to make any money within a year. And most of us, the way we start a business, we get three or four of the family together, we put a little bit on it and get on it and work like mad. And that's why we've been very successful. I believe it. Sometimes, sometimes we take risk. <laughs> you have to. You have to. With no yeah. risk, there's no reward. <laughs> that's the truth, yeah. So... Camacol also receives delegations, right? Constantly, yeah. We have people coming in from, from Spain. We have quite a few of them. We have people coming in from uh, Portugal. For Latin America, we have people coming in all the time. The people would send us a, a message that they would like to bring a mission to Miami. So what we did, and you participate in a lot of those, so you have yeah. a lot of experience in those. Uh, we received them at Camacol. We talked about how to get into the United States, how to do business in the United States, the products, how they have to prepare their product, which is so important because your product, uh, what the needs in your country might be different to the need here in the United States. So you got to make sure your knowledge, you have knowledge of the products you're bringing in, they can be approved by the uh, governmental agencies. And also at the same time, then we introduce them to the city of Miami. As you recall, we used to take them to City Hall and we give them the whole spill, uh, how good we are. And the main thing that is, takes place is people come here and they can do the transaction with the bank, with the attorneys, in their language. Exactly. And that makes them very comfortable. When you go to a foreign country, if you're not aware of the culture and the language, even sometimes, well, even when you know the language, you don't know the culture, makes it a little difficult. So that's some of the things that we need to adapt to. But I mean, Miami's got such a history. It's a beautiful history for way back. We that Miami has created a lot of things. And that's what Miami is, like what can I tell you? I'm very proud of Miami. I'm very proud of our people and we have accomplished a lot. And we have gone through hell many times. I mean, we had some rough times, but we survived. I, I very resilient. That. You've been there. You've been in the front lines. I... Oh, I've been there since uh, since I was a kid. 
Since I was 17 or 18, but it's wow. a great experience. We've come a long way. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, just just by noticing that there's a new building out there in our skyline every, I don't want, I'm not, I'm not going to exaggerate and say every month, but very often from from what you started to what it is now, it's, I must imagine, a huge the change. Tallest, the tallest building was the courthouse back in the 60s. Going to the suburbs, go to 42nd Avenue. That was the suburbs. Beyond that, you were going to farms. It's, it's come a long way. And, and they continue to build all over because people want to live here. People feel comfortable in here. You know, you have the little pockets of the different people in different countries that come together here in, the, in Miami. I agree. I've seen it. I've seen the Peruvians are together, the Colombians are together, the Brazilians, everybody, they're mixed. But you know that in this area, there's mostly Peruvians. Well, right now you got a multinationals, Chamber uh, of Commerce, that have been created here for the different countries. Argentina, Paraguay, Chile, the yes, Uruguay. And, and it's great because... When I used to do, uh, I did some work in Latin America. What I did, I made sure that my, my partner was the local from the country because that makes a difference. When you work with somebody that knows the area, knows the people, that's very important to be successful. I agree. They bring all that local cultural knowledge and experience to, to the business. That's something you don't have when, when you're going right. into a new place. Plus, you know, the, you can learn how things work there, how the law works and how it doesn't work and what you need to do, how to navigate to the bureaucrats. Exactly. Especially that part. Especially if you need to do something involved with the government, it's so important to know a local. <laughs> well, wherever you go, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you have to pull permits, you have to do licenses, you have to do all kinds of uh, transactions. Yeah, oh, I agree. So I, I know that we are running out of time and I appreciate your time. Is there something else you want to share with us before we go? Well, I think at this time, the, the country is pretty much pretty divided. And I think we have to come together. This is very important. That's what makes Miami, the United States, the world greatest country in the world. Miami, the greatest city in the, in the world. We're going to have our problems. We're going to have a difference. We have to come together because together we can do it. Thank you very much. I agree. I think it's it's the beauty of this nation that we come together when it matters. Alejandro, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to spend some time with you. Come on, time we can speak for for more. For sure, a hundred percent. I would love to. Thank you so much for joining us and taking time sure. to speak with us. Thank you for having me.